Welcome to Rooted and Robust Podcast. Hello people, how are you guys doing today? This is Rooted and Robust Podcast and I am your host, Ozioma Anioji. And I am here again this week with another interesting episode. So, you know how we do it on Rooted and Robust Podcast. I always have a guest for you. And today I have a medical doctor on the show today. And together we're going to look at something that is common not just among young people. I think it, this. I think this is really common among everyone. It's just a common thing, and we're going to be looking at sleep disorder called insomnia, the causes, the problems, the effects, all those things. So we're going to look at it together. And I have Doctor Additional with me today. Olushino, sorry, not Additional. His name is Doctor Olushino, but then he's probably called the bearded doctor. I don't know why. He's probably going to tell us today why that is his nickname. Okay, so we're going to look at this topic together. And um, yeah, so welcome on the show, Doctor. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm very grateful. So it's an opportunity to be here with you, Ozzy. Thank you. Thank you so much. So let's start with the bearded doctor. Where did the name come from? Okay, the bearded doctor. So I, I think it all started with um, I'm back in university days. So I think I just joined um, Instagram then. Mm. And you know those when you have this little 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 strand. So I decided, okay, let me just try something funky. I just changed my name to the bearded Shino and all that. Yeah. So I, and I was like, okay, people were like, oh, that's very funny and funny and all that. Then I got on Twitter. I think I got active on Twitter like um, two years ago. So mm. I just joined active on Twitter two years ago, August 2020. So I pull up the name, the bearded Doctor Shino, you know, and then uh, from you know little to it blew up, became popular on Twitter. I just oh, wow, since people like this so-called bearded guy, I well, keep my beard also. So I just thought to keep the name, the bearded Doctor Shino, which has become my nickname, and everyone knows me as the bearded Doctor Shino. Wow, I, I think I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Oh, wow. All right. Today, we want to look at insomnia, the sleep disorder. Now, so many people say um, you should sleep 10 hours, 5 hours, 2 hours, 3 hours, whatever. As adults, how many hours should we sleep? But before we get into that, first of all, let, let's even talk about why some people can't even sleep at all. Why is it that some people can't even sleep? Why is it that some people can't even have enough of sleep? Some stay awake all night. What is the cause of this? Um, issued. Okay, so thank you, thank you very much for that question. So as you've said, insomnia it's um, a disorder of sleep. So insomnia is a sleep problem, and um, ideally, as you asked, um, how many hours should people sleep? We as doctors and medical practitioners usually advocate for at least six to eight hours of sleep. Now, um, one thing, is sleep is one process in the body that even the world of science is still trying to understand sleep. And um, sleep, I, in, in layman's term, is another way the body kind of refreshes, you know, revitalizes and um, re-energizes itself. So it's a cycle and we have what we call a sleep-wake cycle. So as you sleep, as you wake up, there are certain chemicals called hormones that control every phase of that. Mm-hmm. And the way it works is that sleep is also connected in a way with a lot of system in the in the body. So I'm sure we'll come to that later. And that's why yeah. you see that. 
people that have sleep problems I have a high chance of having things like heart attack you know um, and, um, heart attack hypertension and all that we'll still talk about that but as you ask some people don't sleep also a lot of things um, mm. we can talk about well aging the older you grow the likelihood that your sleep patterns will change so uh, once you are getting over 60 65 you notice that and you know a lot of them one of the common complaints about for old people in the clinic you see they will call you and tell you doctor i have problems sleeping so that one is physiological as you grow older mm-hmm. you start having problems with sleep and sometimes again stress so depending on your work stress also can can mess with your with your sleep pattern let's take for example someone that is working late night shift someone that is so stressed and um, pressured at work and all that yeah, another thing again is when you change location, so there's something called a circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. Now, what a circadian rhythm means is the way the body is built. If you're in, if you're somewhere, the there are chemicals that produce your night that controls your night wake, your night sleeping, morning waking, and all that. But if you go to another place, so let's say now you travel to the United States and you're six o'clock and your, your body has um, a portion that okay, around this time you sleep. it's night. You have sleep problem changing uh, but with time the body then readjusts so but a few times when you change your location someone can have sleep problems also other things there are some drugs a lot of drugs that people abuse can actually cause sleep problems um uh, yes um, alcohol also alcohol can mess with your sleep patterns um people that smoke so smoking also so I, i and then some other diseases that some mental problems that can present with that some brain diseases and all that that people can have problems of sleeping so i think that's an overview of yeah. um some risk factors for sleep disorders mm, wow okay so is there a way to prevent sleep disorder i mean you've talked about the, the causes of it so if we don't change locations all the time that part is eliminated if now there's nothing we can really do about age because we have to age so but then yeah. aside that are there things we could do that could prevent this um sleep disorder oh yes so like you said what can we really do now a lot of time when people complain about sleep problem they just expect you to prescribe a drug for them but no our first line is not drug there's something called sleep hygiene Mm. now sleep hygiene is some lifestyle modifying that we do to help you sleep well so i'll just give a, a couple of um, sleep hygiene we are when we are doing sleep hygiene something we do is um one we could counsel the patient we counsel the patient that your television should not be in your bedroom because mm. um in the sleep break cycle light the, the the chemical in the body that helps is called melatonin that helps us to sleep well okay. is produced when there's darkness so when there's light, that chemical goes down and the chemical is meant to help you sleep well. So you won't sleep well. You know, a lot of people have um, televisions in their room. Television is going to bring out bright light. It's going to yeah. reduce the production of that chemical and you, you won't um, sleep very well. Other thing we also want, we also tell the patient to do is reduce late night foods. When you eat food late at night, um, a lot of metabolic and so many things are going on in the body. Mm. and um, that can disturb your sleep also alcohol and cigarette they have to go because some of this um, they can act as um, both stimulants and all and they can get you riled up and keep you up awake um one of the common stimulants that people take is caffeine coffee coffee so yeah. a lot of times one of the things we tell people that have sleep problems do you take coffee when they say yes we say okay you need to, to stop mm. coffee. Yeah. 
other thing is um, people should um, stop thinking about their problems before they go to bed. Think about your problems during the day. I know Nigeria is like, you know, there's a lot of stuff to think about. Yeah. But if you start thinking about your problems when you are in bed, you won't be able to get good mm-hmm. sleep. I mean, that's very, very much um, logical. Um, also, we want to also want to say good diet, avoid energy drinks. All these things are things that would um, stimulate you. Usually, you could have dim light in your room, so your the light in your room can be dim. Also, eat healthy. Um, try and reduce stress and all that exercise of your obese weight reduction mm-hmm. and yeah so this is what we call um what we call um the non-medical non sorry when you don't when you're not using drugs and if we now have to use drugs after all this are filled so when all this non-medication non-medic- management has filled yeah. then we now go to medications which i said is the last resort also, there are some therapies also you want to give the patient and all that which come before you try medication. So if all these are not working, well, um, we do some tests because there are some sleep tests we do on um, polysomnography. There are tests that you can do for people that have sleep problems and all that. Then you can uh, go to medications, which I said, it is the um, last line. But we try not to prescribe medications for patients because some people, even they don't want to do lifetime modification. And when they see that these drugs uh when they say that these drugs are helping them sleep they will just get you know start buying those drugs start taking the drug and can get hooked up on those drugs because there are some of the drugs that have an um, addiction profile people can get addicted to them oh, and that's why yeah, and that's why there's been a lot of um restriction and limitation of some of those sleeping pills mm, wow now um up on top of my head i'm wondering is sleep disorder hereditary or is this just Something anyone can pick up growing up? Okay, so a very, very nice question. Um, now, studies have actually shown that um, there might be a possibility that people can actually inherit something like insomnia. So there have been hypotheses that and theories about um, some genes that um, can, I mean, we have mutation in some genes, can um, influence sleep problems. But a majority Mm. of insomnia and problems with sleep actually has to do with all oh, with the risk factor we mentioned earlier but you know studies the more as we go on studies people are doing studies technology research people are trying to understand sleep as I, and I alluded to that earlier that sleep is one area in science that we as medical practitioners and the world of science is trying to understand so yes mm. there have been hypotheses and postulates that there is a genetic basis of insomnia in some people yeah i think yeah Wow. wow. It's, it's, it's amazing that even the medical practitioners are still trying to understand this this aspect of life. Interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Let's let's look at the effects. Because some people they, when they don't know the the danger of why they should stop doing something, they probably won't stop doing it. So let's look at the effect. Someone that hasn't slept for a long time. What are the possible effects? Um, that that person will be looking okay. at. Okay, thank you very much. And as I said earlier, um, sleep itself has a way of affecting a lot of system in the body. And that's why we advise people to get um, good sleep. Now, some things that studies have shown is that, well, people that have sleep problem, insomnia, they have a high chance of having hypertension. Mm-hmm. They have a high chance of having um, heart attacks. They have the high chance of having diabetes and um, the high, high chance of having a stroke, obesity too. And there are some also, some conditions also that have been um, associated with sleep problems. 
Okay. Um, people that have food problems also have a high chance of abusing and using medications. Mm. Uh, anxiety and uh, anxiety also when one has um, 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 sleep problems and all that and also can affect um, people's functionality at work. So a lot of things from from stroke, hypertension, diabetes, heart attack, and all that, all of them have been associated with um, sleep. So when people don't sleep, you know, there are times, I'm sure you've heard stories on the media where they will say, oh, this man was walking, walking, I've been walking, they, mm. they, they collapsed and died. Yeah. yeah. So this is, might have been working, not sleeping well, and he uh, had maybe a silent hypertension, he did not know, and one day he had a heart attack and he died right on the oh. spot. Mm-hmm. So, there, there is um, something else that is very, I don't know if it's common, but it's known. So I want to ask if it's associated with insomnia and that's sleep paralysis. So is there any connection um, with um, with the two of them or are they just two different things on their own? There are two different things. There are two different things. Sleep paralysis and insomnia are two different things. Now, in... Um, Sleep problems are usually it's usually the psychiatrists that see disorders of sleep problem. When we're talking about sleep problems, it's a whole lot because we have sleep problems that affect the quality of sleep. Okay. And we also have sleep problems that affect the quantity of sleep, you know. Mm. But that is beyond the scope of what we're talking about since we're talking about insomnia. Yeah. So all that we have a lot of sleep problems because there are some other sleep problems like oh, there's something called narcolepsy. Mm-hmm. There's an op- obstructive sleep apnea. We have a um, night terror, night um, night terror, nightmares. Though, though uh-huh. nightmares is not really a sleep problem. Okay. We also have um, what we call circadian rhythm related so, so sleep problem is a whole lot. Now, what happens in sleep paralysis? Now, basically, what happens in sleep paralysis is like, you know, um, how do I put it? I'm trying to use some simple terminology. Okay, now, the, the way the body, it, it works is like, when you are sleeping, mm-hmm. we have different phases of sleep. And that's why when, um, when we are doing a test for patients and we connect um, stuff to them, at various points of sleep, we have non-REM sleep and REM sleep. So at various points of sleep, there are some activities that happen. Okay. For example, rapid eye blinking, your dreams and all that happens during what we call REM sleep. REM sleep means rapid eye motion, mm-hmm. you understand. Now, what happens is also at some point in your sleep, there is a way the body kind of relaxes all the muscles. I'm trying my best to explain in simple yeah. terms. <laughs> yes. like you are sleeping, the body has to like relax, muscle, relax, everything for you to sleep. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some part of the brain that controls that also now in sleep paralysis when you have a problem of that part and they're not like firing well so basically what happens is that you are sleeping you are relaxed you are meant to be relaxed so let's say now you had a bad dream Mm -hmm. you're trying to now wake up but part of the body are still relaxing the body so it's like you're trying to be awake but you are in that phase where all your muscles are relaxed so you cannot get up Mm. I don't know. I don't know if you get it. Yeah. Because when you sleep, I mean, your your hands are not moving up and down. Your legs yes. are not jumping. Right. It's normal. Mm. Well, in this case, because of what I just explained, maybe you had a bad dream or something, or just you understand. And those those parts of the brain are still firing. So you want to get up, like it's like you're trying to be conscious. You want to get up, but because of that part is still relaxing the body, thinking you are having normal sleep. Mm-hmm. You are. Just, 
you are like ah i, I can't get up am i dead we want to start like unconscious <laughs> conscious while being unconscious yeah. something like that mm. conscious That's while being unconscious okay now yeah. okay so I, I, I i get the difference now mm. yes and insomnia is just problems with sleeping you're not having enough sleep you're not getting like the six to eight hours of sleep you're sleeping like two hours or you can't even sleep some people cannot even initiate the sleep they can't sleep mm-hmm. okay. they have trouble sleeping. yeah yeah so some people argue that they sometimes they sleep for eight hours and they don't get enough sleep and sometimes they sleep for like two hours and they get enough sleep so w- will you say that to someone that sleeps for two hours and has enough sleep is is okay for that person to just or do we still force the eight hours of sleep or how do we balance the two of them? Oh, a very nice question. So, like I said earlier, for medically and scientifically speaking, for the body to get refreshed by sleep, you need at least six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some medical conditions and because of what is going on in the body, the person won't be sleeping well, but because they have like some mental health problems or anything or some mm-hmm. other medical condition, they will feel those short hours of sleep are getting them refreshed. For example, there's something called bipolar disorder, which you know, okay. and um, you have what is called mania, which is mm-hmm. like a manic phase of bipolar disorder. There are different types of bipolar disorder. These are mental yeah. health, psychiatric. Mm-hmm. Now, someone that has mania is um, has a lot of energy. They are always happy. They, um, yeah. they are just energetic um, people. Energetic, you understand? So they are very energetic, and they will tell you, "I only sleep two hours, and I feel refreshed." Mm-hmm. But that's because the person is is in a manic phase or has some form of mania. But mm-hmm. that's not ideal, you understand? Mm-hmm. So that whole feeling refreshed because of the two hours sleep he had is because there's an underlying medical condition. Someone that has anxiety disorder also might say, oh, I slept two hours, I'm feeling refreshed or something like that. Mm-hmm. So these are not normal. It's not normal for the body. The body is a dynamic, um, has a dynamic structure and things have been put in place. And six to um, two hours of sleep in 24 hours is not enough and not yeah. advised for everybody. Whether you're a business CEO, whether you're a motivational speaker that keeps telling people they should not sleep because <laughs> people or anything, it's not yeah. advisable. Mm. Yeah, and and I mean you are the professional here, so we are listening to you now. <laughs> so yes. if you're out there and you think two hours of sleep, whether you think is enough or not, it's not advisable. So if you've slept for two hours and your body's telling you to stand up, no, sit down there, sleep, <laughs> rest. Your body needs it. So let's yeah. look at some of the foods. I mean, you've talked about alcohol, smoking, and all of those things that we should stop if we want to correct this disorder. But what are other foods that someone could take um, that that can help sleep? Okay. Well, 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 I'm not a dietitian, so yeah. I might not be able to say much about the foods that can help you sleep. But I feel I feel that once you don't have stimulants in your food, um, you know, some people put also of things in their food can like and coffee, like I alluded to also yeah. is a drink. Um, other stimulant drink, energy drinks and all that, um, they should be taken out of people's diet, people's meals and all that. But for food, well, I can really categorically say I'm not sure of if there are some foods that will make you not to sleep, except these are things that have stimulants added to them. But um, I don't think there really is some, maybe say if you eat rice, you will not sleep. I don't think there are foods like that that would 
make you sleep. But what I just mentioned earlier is try not to eat late at night. Okay. Because if you eat late at night, the whole process of going on can mess up with your sleep because your body is going to have to is trying to digest, it shunt is, blood, yeah. and the old metabolic um, stuff also, you know, can mess with your sleep. So it's good not to eat very late at night. Mm. But there, there's this argument that people also put up. Um, some say they don't sleep at night, but they sleep during the day. Some say, you know, those timings, does it affect um, sleep disorder or is it okay? Mm-hmm. As long as we get eight hours in a day, whether it's night, day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I think this is a very nice question. And I think um, it, it's good we address this. You know, one th- I mentioned earlier that hmm. when you sleep, there's a hormone that is produced in yeah, the body, and the, body. the name is melatonin. The hormone is usually produced at night. At night. Yeah. Not melatonin. So if you don't, if you're not sleeping at night, if you're sleeping during the day, that melatonin is not going to be produced. Wow. Mm. Now that melatonin is involved in helping your memory, is involved in a lot of things in the body. So that means if you are depriving yourself of sleep at night, but you're trying to sleep during the day, yeah. that effect of melatonin is still not going to be there because um, you need melatonin is very very important in um, the physiology, daily physiology of the human body. So mm. you distorted the normal cycle. So if you say you don't want to sleep, it's still not advisable. We usually the night is the best time to sleep. Sleep. Wow. Night. Sleep at yeah. night. <laughs> but then yeah. it's still okay to take some naps during the day. But night is is, is yeah. I mean, you can take a nap. You can take yeah. nap during the day, but night should you should also sleep well at night because it's good. That's the way the body has been designed. The body was not really designed to have the major sleep during the day mm. because, like I said, melatonin is not produced during the day. It's produced yeah. in the darkness. And let's be honest, the darkest time of the day it's is nice. at night. Yeah. Except during the day, the person covers the whole house or whatever, you understand. Yeah, mm. I mean, you can get darkness in the house. But natural darkness, I mean, would come at night. At night, true. Can someone actually oversleep? Is there anything like people oversleeping is there anything like oh, that oh yes so there's something called just about insomnia there's hypersomnia also oh, which is okay. uh, yes and you know any of these sleep problems we usually it becomes worrisome when they affect like your day-to-day living your lifestyle and all that uh-huh. so because you can be sleeping a lot because um i mean someone that is jobless my yeah. sleep mother goes to work that does not mean he has a problem because mm. it's not affecting the person's day-to-day life this person has no job so yeah it can't sleep all day do you agree with me yeah 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 but imagine you have someone that is sleeping so much and when he even gets to work oh. maybe it's, you know, it's a recept it's a reception is and he slips off on duty that's that's going to get worrisome and you can have what we call hypersomnia there's something also called narcolepsy also so narcolepsy it's um a sleep problem also and um you find the patient they can have what we call daytime sleep sleepiness so this person will not um, just come to work. They are maybe they are just talking to you. Okay, you just imagine a doctor as we're having this conversation. I just slip off like mm. that. It's a yeah. problem. Mm. I have so they have that, and there's something called well, some kind of hallucinations. They will have it not go geek and pumping, but I won't go to that. That's very medical. But mm-hmm. there's hypersomnia, which is of sleeping too much, and there's something also called narcolepsy, which where they can have a problem and they are sleeping so much during the day. And they won't do it because they're sleeping so much during the day because they don't get to have 
a refreshing night sleep. So the body is trying to compensate by them sleeping during the day. And it then starts to affect their lifestyle, their day-to-day living and all. And it becomes a medical problem. Mm. Wow. Wow. So, however, I, and I believe if this is the case, just go through everything and every of the preventive measures we've talked about. And that should handle the hypersomnia too, right? Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Wow, this is and, very um, when people have um, sleep problems. Yeah, is people don't know that they can actually see the psychiatrist. You know, there's a lot of sleep problems Nigerians have, and they don't know there are specialists available for all these things. Uh-huh. We have people that, and a lot of people don't even know there are sleep tests. A lot of people do still say, I've never heard about that. I've a lot never of heard about that. Know, <laughs> oh, really? So we have something called polysomnography that you can actually use to you know detect a lot of sleep problems. Mm-hmm. There are people that are trained to treat. I'm not trained to handle people that have sleep. So if I have a, a patient and, you know, I'm in internal medicine. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm in internal medicine. So I have a patient after maybe patient hypertensive, I've, I've treated my patient. Patient with doctor, I just want to talk to you about I am sleeping and all. I'm not sleeping well. First of all, well, do, you know, do the counseling and all that about sleep hygiene. Okay. Now, the patient comes back that, oh, doctor, this. So I mean, there are some short-term medications I could prescribe, but once it's the patient is coming but i refer the person because they are yes they are specialists my own specialty is not to handle sleep problems you understand there are people that are their own specialty is to handle sleep problems and we have the the sleep therapist the psychiatrist psychiatrist they are the ones that handle a lot of sleep problems and they know what to do with that wow now um at the possibilities of insomnia in children and if there are how do you go about it because these are children um, okay um well 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 i would say it's it, it is um, possible you understand know, but i'm not a pediatrician but insomnia is not something that is very common in children i mean children are just playing up and down so it's if you notice that most of what we we we, we said it's um it has a lot to do with the lifestyle even though some medical conditions can do that yeah children might have um sleep problems and and usually this will manifest like the child is having difficulty sleeping and all that and um so some children maybe when they get to wake up during sleep they have problems sleeping and there are also child psychiatrists that can do um the sleep so children too can have um, sleep problems but it's commoner in adults and the elderly people in comparison with children so we don't really find a lot of children that have sleep problems but it can actually happen mm, it can actually happen wow wow this has really been very enlightening i mean i didn't even know that there are specialists uh, when it comes to sleep disorders and sleep problems Oh, wow, <laughs> this, is, this is like very enlightening for myself too. And I'm, I'm very sure a lot of people are going to find this very helpful because sometimes we go through a lot of things and we don't even know where to seek help. We don't even know where to go to and seek help. Because I've heard a lot of people say, hey, I don't sleep at night, but I sleep in the day. But at least now we can tell, no, night is night and you should sleep at night, right? So thank you, Dr. Lushino. This has really, really been very enlightening. And thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing with us. Thank you so much. Yes, and just to say, if for those of your listeners, I tweet a lot of medical stuff on Twitter. Yes, and, yes, uh, yes. They can yeah, follow me of course. And I try and engage people. So if you have questions, sometimes I do health sessions. 
Sometimes they could tap into a question on health. I usually would, you know, quote answer and then, you know, engage and build a discourse around it. So if you also are in, in, interested, you know, um, things that have to do with health, medical and all that, I do a lot of that on social media also as an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. So to even make it easy, I'm going to leave a link uh, on the description of the episode, your Twitter link. I think you're very active on Twitter more. I, I'm, yes, I'm more active on Twitter, very active kind of. So I'll leave your Twitter link on the description. So it's easy for anyone to connect with you from here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure being on your podcast. It's, it, it, I'm, I'm glad you, yeah, you invited me. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you for also. coming. Have a good day, Dr. Shin. Okay, people. That was Dr. Olushina with us. And we talked about sleep this other insomnia and i'm sure you had an amazing time listening to it this has been rooted and robust podcast my name is ozioma anyoji and until i come your way next week make sure you get enough sleep make sure you allow your body rest and get refreshed have a good day guys have a beautiful week god bless you bye-bye